to Reactivators, the podcast where we review video games from inside video games. The Reactivator is a magical device that allows us to travel into the world of any video game. Every week on the podcast, we bring a guest into the Reactivator to give them an opportunity to see one of their favorite video games from a new perspective and maybe meet some characters along the way. To clarify the title of the show, my co-host, myself, and our guests are Reactivators. We react to the games we invade. We are Reactivators. I'm your host, Mr. Triple A, the Cod King, Nick Costanza, and joining me, as always, my fearless co-host, Baby Tyler Schnupp. Hi, um, I still, I'm still not used to you doing the deep voice at the beginning. I'm getting. I, I think. I mean, it's fine. <laughs> What's that? So I'm getting embarrassed by it. I think it's your disapproval. Yeah, Baby Tyler, how's yeah? Games? Well. It, they're good. They're they're. I'm I'm going crazy on my DS again. Oh yeah, what are you playing? Am, uh, by the way, am I? Is there a delay? Yes, one hundred percent. Okay, let me. If let me get out of here and come back. Okay, uh, then I'm going to move the show in a little different direction. Go ahead. Um, hey, real quick, if you're a fan of the show and have a story about. Uh, any of the games we've talked about, feel free to email us at reactivators at gmail.com. Just a new little thing I'm plugging. Uh, I'm going to bring our amazing guests in right now. We have two fantastic guests today, the hosts of the podcast, P.S. I Love Rom-Coms, Mia Schaffler and Allie Jennings. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you for having us. I probably should introduce you one at a time, but no, you know. <laughs> we're so used to talking in tandem now. No, 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 no. We're, it's, we're very comfortable. I mean, well, me and I have spent so much time talking to each other during this pandemic that we've kind of just fused into one person at this point. Exactly. Which is, which is nice because um, people would sometimes accuse us of being twins or sisters or the same person before, because we have yeah. similar features, I guess you could say. So now yeah. we've just done the creepy clone thing you know now it's just a we just embraced it fully we embraced it yeah <laughs> hmm. your zoom screen has merged <laughs> oh good finally <laughs> uh well hey i got a question for you first off how's games how's games <laughs> games are okay <laughs> games are okay man it depends on what like games we're talking about the mind games that you know people on <laughs> tinder play with me bad, bad and emotionally disturbing oh my god um uh phone games good good and healing <laughs> mind numbing and yummy yummy good games with dog pretty fun unless dog doesn't want to stop and then i'm tired so. <laughs> uh you know I wasn't going to do my Tinder segment. I used to have one. Don't and ask not do to. it. <laughs> oh my gosh. You have a Tinder segment. Please, please, please. Help. Please. please I'm segment. Off. Please. I'm out there. It. It's yeah. hard. I want to someone to commiserate with. It's okay. Nick. Then it's time for Nick's Tinder yeah. binder. Uh, <laughs> I've had really bad luck. <laughs> I haven't got a match on Tinder in a long time. I... <laughs> this might be me talking crazy, but I kind of think they might have shadow banned me. Uh, oh right, yeah. This is this is good. 
I was previously banned, banned from Tinder because the first day I created it, I put, um, if you swipe left, Venmo me a dollar with my Venmo handle. And they banned me so fast, I didn't have time to swipe on anybody. Wow. So wow. you're really not allowed to ask for money on Tinder. Oh, I and I get it. They're probably afraid of it um, sort of getting into like OnlyFans territory or something. Probably. Which is, which is not, there's, there's nothing wrong with OnlyFans, but saying that maybe legally they're concerned. I don't know. Why, why am I defending Tinder? <laughs> don't I mean, ban I, Nick Costanza. I mean, I'm kind of impressed with Tinder. I kind of wish that Facebook kind of policed uh, some of its posts as hard as Tinder polices their posts. True. Am I yeah. right? Exactly. Yes. Oh, I'm impressed with Tinder's infrastructure. Thank Back you, on Tinder. the Tinder board, defending Tinder. Yes. <laughs> yes we love it. We love it. <laughs> now, Nick, last time you did this before I completely um, uh, shamed you out of doing it forever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> did uh, have you put in your bio half vexed? No, I okay. haven't. But the truth is, I don't really want to see anybody right now. Okay. <laughs> I just want to, you know, I just want to talk. I want to feel it out. That's that's what I'm looking for at the moment. Um, uh, classic. Nick story um, I matched with someone on Hinge a woman liked my photo I sent her a message she sent me two messages back sent her another yes. message uh, radio silence <laughs> uh, and I know the dance soon she'll go to hidden and that's it I'm just back on the market what, can we ask what was the last message if we could yeah the message before the ghosting happened she asked where I worked and I told her that it was for a company I probably shouldn't name, but let's just say they sell beauty and baby products. <laughs> <laughs> Get it. <laughs> uh, and that was it. That was it. She oh. asked and I said. And that that's it. so lame. Cause that's also, so I think that's a kind of a weird early question. Where do you work? I feel like that's like, yeah. A, I might have asked her where she worked. No, this is I'm sorry. I was trying. I was thinking that she was she was looking for like a high powered businessman, and when she found out it was beauty and baby products, and she skedaddled. But that's wrong. It's a fine question. The question's good. Something well, you know, yeah. as someone who's been on Tinder for a while, and you know, Nick, tell me if you found this to be true. I found that the less information I give people about myself, the more they like me, which is <laughs> um, like a sad thing to say, but it's true. I made my bio shorter. I like made everything like my greeting shorter. And ever since then, ever since I've like held back a little bit, people are always like, who's this mysterious girl? Like, yeah. what's her deal? <laughs> and it's always like, I won't tell you. I won't tell you <laughs> until you ask me out. <laughs> you know? um, so a really healthy way to start a relationship. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Started with a chase. Big chase. Yeah. Emotional withholding that. will always be big. You know? Yes. Will always be big. It works. It works. And that's why. Well, Allie, if I may ask, has it been working? How has your Tinder experience been? You know, it's it has been since I've I I've been less upfront, less of an open book, more of a closed book. I've been getting more matches, and you know it is as you say, I'm easy to get those matches. Harder to get that conversation going. Yeah. Um, and it's like knowing the right, the exact right thing to say to 
get someone to respond to you? It's got to be like a question, but like kind of like uh, funny and detached, very detached, always detached. There's a lot of game theory here. A game yes. theory, exactly. <laughs> she yeah. is like Anya Taylor Joy, seeing <laughs> Tinder on the ceiling at night after some after taking some, some <laughs> tranquilizers. What does she take? Tranquilizers. That's Yo, exactly what yeah. happens. I see all of my matches on the ceiling, and I go, Ah, yes. What can I? What yeah. questions can I say? Rearranging the words. <laughs> and I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm not implying Ali takes. Um, tranquilizers. It's like after half a glass of red wine, Allie's like looking at the ceiling. No, I take matches. fistfuls, fistfuls no, of and I don't want you to think that about her. <laughs> uh, by the way, we never bleep anything on this show. Mm-hmm. Oh <laughs> or no! Or edit anything out. <laughs> Thank goodness. Oops. <laughs> we like we like to keep it raw and real. That's true. Well, um, does anybody else have anything to add on the Tinder segment before I move on? <laughs> No, no, just better Tinder, better than Facebook. That's all. Yeah, yeah I love Tinder. Uh, let people see my profile again. Uh, yeah, or don't. It's fine. Um, okay, so uh, this is a great segue because um, me and Ali host an amazing podcast called P.S. I Love Rom-Coms, and you do talk about romantic uh, things <laughs> yes true yes it's it's this it's honestly it's been a joy doing this podcast with Mia it's this weekly show where we watch a new rom-com every week with a guest and we watch it we rate it and then we relate it to our own personal lives um and it's been fun and also I was thinking this the other day I our guests, we always ask our guests to give us a piece of romantic advice. And we've got some really good romance oh, advice from our guests. And I was just thinking that the other so, day. I was like, so good. This is it's very good. Wow. My favorite recently was it was like one of our guests said in a relationship, it's 50 50. Always try to be the one who gives 60. I was like, wow. 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 I love that. Because um, you can't give 100. No, no. <laughs> Not, yeah. Come on. <laughs> Too much. Too much. That's Too much. Excessive. I'm curious, um, in these movies, something I love about your podcast is that you're not afraid to acknowledge that these movies can be deeply problematic sometimes. Damaging. Yeah. Sometimes severely damaging. Absolutely can destroy a generation. <laughs> with bad portrayals of people. That said, I'm curious, what is the best dating advice ever given in a rom-com movie? <gasps> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Um, I'll I'll pitch I'll pitch something. Um, and this is I would say that this isn't like advice that's like overtly given, like no character ever says this in a movie. But um, I'm going to bring up the classic When Harry Met Sally. And I think mm. the greatest thing you can take away from that movie is that a lot of like successful relationships are in the timing of things where it's mm. like you see these characters in several moments throughout their life. And like um, sometimes like relationships don't work out and it's just because the timing isn't right. It's not because, you know, anybody does anything wrong. It's just you're not in a place in your life where you are ready for that kind of relationship. And I think that 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 movie gives some pretty good dating advice, which is like you, you know, sometimes the right relationship will come at the wrong time. But 
um, eventually the right relationship will come at the right time. And also the dating of advice of like, um, good relationships are built on friendship and mutual respect. I love that. So, um, says the single girl. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to launch into my segment, the hinge binge, but (laughs) is that real? No, it's not. I I joked with you episodes ago that that was a joke one. (laughs) <laughs> and you fell for it twice. I did. Wow. Uh, Mia, did you have any? Yeah, there's a, this is this one again isn't explicit, but it absolutely appears in most rom-coms that exist. And it's more of sort of like a fable, I think, where it's like the, the hero or heroine is always presented with two choices. The person they truly connect with, but there are certain obstacles to that. And good on paper guy or good on paper gal or good on paper mm person and so and the morals is always the moral is always to choose the person you have a true connection with over good on paper person and you know is that true I don't know because I haven't chosen to marry a good on paper person and seen the effects of it but I'm sure good on paper person I'm sure those marriages are great and work out but I feel like the advice (laughs) of most rom-coms is to choose the person that that you have a connection with but perhaps it's scary because to be seen is scary so Um, yeah, so I, you know, with not a lot of um, evidence to back it up would say, yeah, you know, you just got to <laughs> say goodbye to your good on paper people um, and say thank you for playing, but got an angry barista who's <laughs> connected with. So um, I have I have a, a rom-com question. Mm-hmm. Is there a rom-com like soundtrack that that uh, sticks out to any of you? <gasps> so, oh, yeah. Oh my gosh! Yes. I mean, I mean for oh please. for me, sorry, Mia. I'm just gonna trample on exciting. over you. <laughs> it's too exciting of a question. Um, for me, easy peasy lemon squeezy. It's dirty dancing. Okay. I love. Oh I mean, it's a platinum in, I think Grammy a winning sound or song on it. No, yeah, that song on it won an Oscar or something. I don't. I gotta look it up. Uh, guys, look it up. I uh, But it's what's so cool about the soundtrack is it has '60s really fun like songs from the '60s on it because the movie takes place in the '60s. But it also like merges really really well with like some of these '80s classics as well. So you've just got like classics from the '60s and the '80s, and they complement each other super well. And there's a song on it that uh, Patrick Swayze sings and you know some people laugh at it they say it's a goofy song but I freaking love it (laughs) Mia you don't like that song I love that song oh you love it opposite my friend absolutely adore that song oh well yes yes and she's like the wind she's like the wind she's like the wind (laughs) Um, me and I are the singers Uh, but yeah that's me (laughs) Mia what about you Okay, top two classic faves are both Richard Curtis holiday movie rom-coms, which are the soundtrack of Richard Jones' Diary and Love Actually. Classics, Mm -hmm. absolute delights. Obviously, Richard Jones' Diary. I mean, Richard Jones' Diary a little bit more, I think. It's got the um, Celine Dion. I think it's Celine Dion singing All By Myself. Um, It's just got, yeah, a classic iconic scene. I just love them. They make you think of the holidays and fun, and they're just really good most favorite contemporary one that we have discovered o- over this last year was when for Halloween when we watched Warm Bodies, the Zomcom. Uh, great okay. soundtrack. Oh my God. Really Missing good soundtrack. You. Such a good oh, song. And I'm so right. You. Since you've been gone. It's so good. I never saw that one. Yeah. I'm going to look at the soundtrack after this. It's a real, oh, I listened, I listened to it so much since we watched it. 
I feel like if I remember correctly, for my guy friends, um, a lot of them were into 500 Days of Summer. Oh, well, oh, yes. I own that, that on CD. Currently in my <laughs> there's, car. I think there's like a really good, there's that Holland Oates song in it mm-hmm. with the, with the like, Car- the, with the montage, the dance montage. Yeah. Yes. yes. And you it's make got- my dreams come true. And it's got Again, some like new stuff for you. Listeners. It's got like Wolf Mother, which if you didn't yes. know Wolf Mother, that's yeah. what you found Wolf Mother. I knew before. Mm-hmm. And then Scrooge <laughs> the Spectre, which is, you know, who oh, doesn't? Gosh. I miss her. I mean, oh she's, my God, she's I still her. around, but I just feel like I. <laughs> but but she's not in the dialogue. You know, we don't know what she's up to. Um, right. I always Gina. listen to her. I'm feeling booty. Um, if you're out there, have you hear this at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> I always go. I I always I I go the singles soundtrack. The singles. Mm. Do, do you do you know this movie? No. It's a um. It's a, a rom com based in Seattle. Is like filmed mm-hmm. in Seattle, but it's got like a bunch of Paul Westerberg, uh, singer of the replacements. It's got some Mud Honey on there. It's pretty good. I'm looking mm-hmm. at the soundtrack listing now. Oh it God. is. Um, oh, I like the replacements. Oh, yeah. Wow. Um, singles. Singles. Yes, the movie Singles. Oh no, I was thinking for a minute. It's not starring Lake Bell, right? Oh, um, I love Lake Bell. Me too. She's great. Nope, I was not thinking the wrong way. Oh, this is from in 1992. Yes. Oh, so Bridget very... Fonda, Matt Dillon. Mm-hmm. Here oh, is Matt Dillon. Wow. Oh my I have God, not we have seen this in a while. Yeah, this is <gasps> it's it's a good one. Um. So Cameron Crowe. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! Oh, look it. at Matt Dillon's hair. Yeah. Oh. oh I want to braid it. Now, not a, a soundtrack thing, but a Washington filming fact. My grandfather taught at stadium high school in tacoma which is where they filmed 10 things i hate about that's you. true <gasps> oh my god oh my gosh love oh. we love 10 oh. things i hate about you oh yeah. that high school looked so cool it almost it looked, looked like amazing. a it looked like a college campus honestly yeah it's a little campusy yeah but. that huge field and the bleachers and that and that and when they um uh who plays the song on top of the the building Remember that girl band? It's like, oh, I want you to want no. me. Is that, are you What's thinking, their... are you thinking of Drive Me Crazy? No. They also, there's also oh, that. In no, Drive you're me right. Crazy. The elect, it's like the elect, no, I, I don't, you're right. Cause they go see a band in 10 Things I Hate About You as well. Sorry, that's me. Yes, they're the, they're famous. Oh, Cheap Trick. No. <laughs> no 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 oh i know i god, i know it though i <laughs> know that band god i'm so sorry guys I just no no it's good it's just like both of the movies it's they go see all girl rock bands and i yeah i messed that up i love this and this both is... those and both those all girl rock bands sing cover songs i think as well and I, I think both girl oh. rock bands play at the big dance at the end of the film right yes yes I which i let to cleo yes what is it Letters to Cleo. Letters to Cleo. <laughs> I haven't seen Ten Things I Hate About You in so long, oh. but we used to drink. Um, me, me and all my me and all my punk friends used to drink at Gasworks Park in Seattle, oh, yeah. which is where they filmed the uh, the paintball scene. Yes. Oh, um, so cool. Got smashed over in that park quite a bit. <laughs> uh, honestly, another great soundtrack. That scene at the where they 
to do the water, the paint balloons. It's they, mm-hmm. they play that. Um, yes. Great song. Um, used to know what it was called. Downloaded it in high school. Forgot, but great song. <laughs> this is a real a rom-com reactivator crossover episode. I love it. Yeah, frankly, Truly. barely any video game crap. Sick of that stuff. <laughs> I really am. Well, I got one question on that note. Uh, Mia and Allie, what video game character are you channeling today? Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Okay. If I tell you what's happening, can you help me figure out what video game character this is? Yes. Okay. Because what's happening is um, I like, it's just increasing. Well, obviously this could be any character. It's increasing obstacles, but like, I would say like, it's, it feels like the universe is like making fun of me a little bit. Like um, I'm so grateful to ever get an audition, right? Allie and I say this once we said it a million times, we're actors, we're looking for work, hire us. <laughs> so whenever I get Please. a wonderful commercial audition, I'm like, yes, I am here for it. And yesterday I had one and I was like, great. And it was like, okay, you have to go out and buy this specific item. And I was like, no, that's <gasps> no, crazy. But that's crazy. It. But I did no, it because I talked. That's crazy. I talked. I know. I talked to my agents. I was like, I have a similar item. They were like, No. Like we're like, we're so sorry. It has to be this item. And I was like, I found one really close. And I was like, Okay, fine. So I went out and got it. And I was like, Actually, really happy what's, I did it. And I was like, Cool, cool, what's cool. What's the thing? What's I'm the item? I I'm sorry, I asked. Uh, no, it's okay. I don't want to. You know, I don't. Wanna, I wonder if I'll get slapped with a. I don't think I signed an NDA. I it was a beach ball. I had to go buy a beach ball. Okay. Oh no. <laughs> and now I have a beach ball. Um. <laughs> I just got an audition today again. I said, wow, two in one week during a pandemic. Great. Wow. Blessed. So blessed. I looked and I'm like, is, is, is someone who's mad at me? It's like, must have a pan, a soft yeah. spatula, <laughs> like, <laughs> a list of like seven items. Um, and it's during therapy. And I'm like, no, I have to miss, miss the one helpful thing this week and, and, and become like a prop comic auditioner so it just feels like it's like comedic it's heightening the tasks are becoming more arduous as i become more exhausted and more mm. humiliated mm-hmm. um so so who are you channeling i don't know that's i'm trying to think what what video game character is that well who's a good character for somebody who with a, a task list like they have to complete things and it, and it gets harder with each mission maybe I mean, it could be SpongeBob. From, I mean, you did say spatula, cheating, right? That's I mean, honestly, honestly, I'm <laughs> and probably beach t- ball. Okay, I mean, okay. under the sea, okay. under the That's sea true. beach. I hope I don't get in trouble for that. You don't think I'll be in trouble for revealing the item? No, purchase. No, I, I don't I, think so. But we're we're happy to take it out if you want. Us. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Either way, no, it'll be fine. Just say um, another word. We'll dub it in over. Sure. Yeah, I should have lied. I'm oh, good, good, quicker at that. Um, but yeah, so I'm channeling SpongeBob from Revenge of the Flying. Okay. Benjamin. Ellie. Okay. Um. Yeah. I. I think I'm channeling um miss pacman this week specifically oh. <laughs> just because i and this is gonna get a little gendered um oh. as miss pacman is gendered or she's female um but i i was like i really want to try to challenge myself to um be like try to see if i could do a week vegan i have a nice juicer Whoa. i have a good blender I'm going to see if I do it. I'm already pretty close. I just kind of trip up on cheese and sometimes eggs. And 
you know, it's been going okay, except for the fact that when you're only like eating fruits and vegetables and weird grains, it just like, it's just never enough. It's just like, I am having almost six meals of vegetables a day where it's just like, (laughs) where I feel like Miss Pac-Man, where I'm just like, I must be constantly eating. Like literally there's a (laughs) banana with me right now. I just like, I'm like, gotta keep eating, gotta keep feeling that there's no like substantial, like heavy meat protein filling me up and um, feeling a little bit crazy. Like, uh, why did I, why did I do this? Why? For the animals. I did for the animals and for the environment. But why did I do this? I don't know. Kind of like in a crazy maze, just eating, 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 and never feeling satisfied. Miss Pac-Man sounds right. Yeah. It's, I, I was going to say that or Kirby. Could be Kirby. Okay. Mm. Mm-hmm. I am very, I'm wearing a big pink sweater today. Yeah. Very, very I love this sweater. Oh. Is Kirby gendered? Have we ever brought that up on this? Hmm. I don't think we've brought it up. I've never thought about it before. Mm-hmm. I believe Kirby is male presenting. Male. Yeah. That was my understanding as well. Okay. Yes. Do you All disagree? Right. Well, I don't know. In the, in the we got, you know, in Smash Brothers, sucking up, you know, female identifying characters. He's coming out. They're coming out, I, you know, dressed as them. I don't know. I don't know. Tyler, who are you channeling? Oh, I guess Kirby. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I thought that coming. Uh, well, I'm obviously channeling Soap McTavish from Call of Duty Modern Warfare. And it's time for our next segment. Time for Costanza's Call of Duty Quarter. More things change, the more they stay the same. Oh, 50,000 no. people used to live here. Now it's a ghost town. You want me to wait so you can catch up with the keyboard? <laughs> no, it died. <laughs> the numbers, Mason. You muppet. Revenge is like a ghost. All right, let's do this. Welcome to Costanza's Call of Duty Corner, where I talk about all things Call of Duty. I started playing the Cold War multiplayer. Uh, I'm hooked. I hate to say it, I try to wean myself off these things despite uh, doing a segment every week about it, but it plays like a classic Call of Duty, you know? Boy, it's fun. It's so great. I said a couple of episodes ago that my goal was to get a 2.0 KD. That means skill death ratio. And I got to say, for one brief moment of glory, I actually did it aforementioned edgar and i we were we were crushing uh and then played a couple days later by myself and i just couldn't keep it up i'm hovering around a 1.8 i feel pretty good about it also they changed um the kill death ratio it's now elimin elimination death ratio uh and they just shorten it to ed so that's all over my <laughs> combat record screen it seems pretty funny no. uh, <clears throat> well glad everybody can participate in this conversation. Uh, Ellie, you play any shooters? Oh, man. Oh, you're, you're Terminator, Ellie. Oh. We forgot to tell you guys that this happens sometimes. Um, do you want me to tell him? Okay, I'm going to tell him. Yeah. Our, so our mics um, are very nice that we got on sale, and they're mm-hmm. so, so, so good. And occasionally, they do this thing that we have n- uh, named Terminator Voice because we don't know what it is, but we <laughs> sound like robots. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> and 
and it'll go away. <laughs> it goes away after like 30 seconds. So we just, on our podcast, we just have the person who's the robot stop speaking until, they're, until it's done. It's but, <laughs> but it's, it usually doesn't take very long. Allie, how you doing over there? How do I sound? <laughs> oh, no, but you're getting more human. You're getting more human. And that's the uh, thing about Terminator is you slowly become more human. This yeah. would be... I know it's not. I know this is like th- this happens, but it would it would be so funny to me if this was an excuse not to have to talk about Call of Duty. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm a robot. I can't <laughs> talk about video games. Ah. <laughs> Honestly, you're, I thank you bad. for the distraction. <laughs> um, that's my segment, <laughs> Tyler. Okay, so this month. I'm already regretting it a little bit. This month, I'm sort of sick of all my segments. And so, uh, listener, friend of the pod, Travis Watt, uh, on our Patreon over there, our first member, he... Him and I were talking, and he, I, we both agreed that he would decide what my segments would be for the month of April. Uh, And I do... And this first one that I'm going to do... This week feels a bit cruel because I am trying to quit smoking. Um, This one is called Solid Snake Smoking Section, where Travis wants me to review a cigarette. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to review a cigarette at your microphone? No, I'm not. uh, Listen, I I didn't like it. (laughs) I told him I'd do it. I've got nothing else. I went, I bummed the cigarette off my neighbor. He's vaxxed. Um, and he, congrats. Yeah. Congrats. Um, congrats to my neighbor. He, he smokes parliaments. Okay. I'm trying to figure out how this stupid segment's going to go. I guess I just described to you what this cigarette tasted like. It tasted a bit chemically, not used to it. Would snake like this? Would solid snake like this? Um, I think yes, because it's a parliament and it's got the, the filter you can bite on it. Um, like the uh, fighter pilots used to do. Uh, you could hang out in your mouth for a while. So I rate this cigarette two solid snakes out of four. I'm just saying I want to pitch on the fly, but if please do. you want to know what Solid Snake thinks about it, we pr- probably should hear from him. <clears throat> well, I guess we won't. <laughs> okay. I thought I saw him creeping into your background for a sec. <laughs> okay. Well, I think we're really not going to hear from him now. <laughs> no, no. Uh, yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. I keep going in and out. Sorry. <laughs> um, uh, Mia and Allie, any smokers? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, are we smokers? Yeah. I am not, and every I try to be every now and then, and I know that's backwards, but I I can't do anything. I can't do anything fun. I tried to smoke cigarettes not that long ago, and I think I gave myself like a stomach ulcer. So I'm just too sensitive <laughs> to do it. I like I don't get to do anything fun. No drugs. I can kind of drink alcohol sometimes, <laughs> but no cigarettes for this scale. I mean, for me, it's all about the horse tranquilizers, you know. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I mean, who has time for cigarettes when I'm eating fistfuls of horse tranquilizers at night <laughs> trying to figure out how I can get people to love me on Tinder? <laughs> right. 
Uh, I don't smoke either. I, I'm a little like you, Mia. I, I pretty much don't do anything but drink. I don't even really do that. Hey, I keep um, trying, but <laughs> I have acid reflux. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but- some of us do, and they just power through for years. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, people smoke in our vicinity a lot when we're, you know, in person, like at UCB Franklin, out on the strip there. Uh, people are always smoking up and down that thing. And I went to the doctor after hanging out just for a checkup. And he, he checked me out and was like, hey, I think you were suffering from secondhand smoke. Oh, I was embarrassed. Oh, <laughs> like such a weenie. Oh my god! No, yeah. you're not a weenie. That's so upsetting. Uh, no, what the heck? Nick, we oh have such gosh. similar constitution. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, I'm sorry about that. Uh, not that I'm smoking over there right now, but I certainly have. Oh, well, I'm so I blame sorry. You. <laughs> well, at least your lungs have had a good time to rest and recuperate over. Um, this horrific pandemic we've been living through. <laughs> yeah. yeah. On that An note, up- <laughs> go ahead, Mia. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, yeah, an upside of uh, no live improv is no secondhand smoke. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, boy. What a segment, huh? Well, let's talk about our game of the week. SpongeBob SquarePants Revenge of the Flying Dutchman is an aquatic adventure video game developed by Vicarious Visions and published by THQ. Released in 2002 for the Game Boy, GameCube, and PlayStation 2, the game follows the titular Sponge as he tries desperately to rescue his pet snail Gary from the also titular Flying Dutchman. A 3D platform game, the player controls SpongeBob, utilizing familiar abilities like catching jellyfish and solving puzzles and finding collectibles in order to complete each level. Revenge of the Flying Dutchman's levels are all set in the fictional world of Bikini Bottom and feature Spongebob's supporting cast of characters. The game received mostly positive reviews with praise directed towards its accessibility for children and criticism directed at the PlayStation 2 version having a game-breaking glitch where it freezes during loading screens. The game sold nearly 750,000 copies on the Game Boy Advance. Now, Mia, I understand this is one of your favorite games. Yes, this is um, definitely the accessibility of the game is is part of what sort of has drawn me to it. I am not an athlete in life nor in video games. (laughs) So uh, for me, you know, if I have to jump little platforms, you know, I'm falling in that lava, you know, it's I'm not I don't have a lot of agility. So this is a game I played on PlayStation 2. Um, when it came out and I adored it. I played it um, so much. I loved it. It's solitary. I'm an introvert. I don't have to uh, play with other people. You can play by yourself. <laughs> um, and it's a really compelling story. SpongeBob loses his pet, you know, now a pet owner myself. I go, wow, what a heartbreaking, compelling um, sort of John Wick like um, <laughs> you know, journey to be on uh, is great. I love that. I love this game. I played it recently. It's great. It's still really great. Is John Wick a rom-com? No. No, I, yeah, I can answer that too. <laughs> he has a romantic relationship with his deceased wife. Mm. <laughs> okay, but mm. Yeah, it's a little sleepless in Seattle-y. Yeah. But... You know, we spent so much time not talking about games, now it's hard to get back into it. <laughs> no, I'm so sorry. <laughs> we have that effect on people. We're so sorry. We love <laughs> rom-coms. <laughs> Allie, Allie, how'd you get into SpongeBob? Yeah, well, I played this game both on 
my Game Boy and also on my GameCube. Um, mm-hmm. I tended to like to play it more on my Game Boy than my GameCube because, and this will tell you what kind of child I was growing up. It felt too real and stressful, the 3D <laughs> of it all. I was like, those big thug fish, they're these like scary thug oh fish God. that are always like, like walking around and the aggressive. It's just scary. And like that three dimensionalness was too real for me and like kind of like stressful and traumatizing. So I tended to veer more towards the, uh, the Game Boy because it was much more cartoonish and I liked the cartoon. And um, it was much more about kind of like, I like games where you can just kind of like hide and collect things. I don't like when I have to, definitely a pacifist. I don't like <laughs> when I have to like beat bosses and like do, like punch mm. people. Like I, I just was not about really like hurting other people. So there were, there would always be like, after you complete a certain number of levels, you'd have to go up against a boss one of them was like Plankton was like a scary robot and you'd have to go up against him. And it was always like, I remember giving it to my brother. Cause I was like, I don't want to have to beat the boss. Like that's too stressful for me. <laughs> I just want to blow bubbles and collect the coins. Um, not about any of this, like ugh, fighting <laughs> yuck. Um, um, but yeah. Tyler, uh, it sounds like, it's you know he got his name baby tyler because he plays a lot of baby games and i think <clears throat> i'm not calling either of you babies at all i i want to make that clear you are not babies but thank you i sort thank of felt you. like before tyler uh, glitched out he was maybe going to say this was in the same vein uh well no i wasn't going to say that <laughs> but um yes the truth is i i like the games I most enjoy are, uh, yes, babyish. We'll say babyish. Um, but I did. I uh, when Nick sent us the game that we were gonna do, I thought it. I thought this game was only on Game Boy Advance, and I do. And then I played it. I have. Um, I have it on an emulator, um, and so I played through like three levels. And this is right up my alley because like. Oh, fun. Yeah, because like all th- like throughout quarantine, I, my roommate has a thing. It's called like a Raspberry Pi. Just got a bunch of emulators on there. But I will just like for weeks sometimes. I'll just that'll be like a nightly thing. Is like I'll have a couple drinks and listen to podcasts and like play all these goofy old Game Boy Advance games. Yeah, and I really enjoyed this one. <laughs> I liked it a lot. Um, yeah. Um. Yeah, very just like jumping on things, collecting little coins, collecting the keys was very funny oh. because he, he looks so cute when he <laughs> the pose he makes when he is collecting keys. I don't know. That's it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He like is up in the air and he maybe crosses his legs. He's like, the, yeah. Yes, it, there he looks very cute. Um, in those specifically is very fun. I like the mini games like um, th- that you're in his house and you're like dancing with the jellyfish. Yeah. Um, did you which, get, did you make it to Sandy's where you have to plug up all the holes with acorns? I didn't. Very fun, stressful mini game. Wow. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Loved it. 
I didn't make it to that. I only I made I made it three levels in. I can't remember the last one was. Got too hard. I always like uh, video games where the people, if it's based on a product, they voice their characters, and this had a lot of that. It's like, wow, you're playing this game. It really is SpongeBob. You hear everybody, <laughs> even the Flying Dutchman, uh, is voiced by the great Brian Doyle Murray, um, Bill Murray's brother. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, yeah, sense. he's got a super distinct voice and just this was like a flashbulb memory for me over Christmas break. I watched two different movies that he popped up in uh, Groundhog Day and Christmas Vacation. And both times my roommate sort of perked up and uh, it's like, hey, that's the Flying Dutchman from Spongebob. <laughs> <laughs> His voice is so distinct. Oh, that's so oh cool. I really, some when I was, um, I don't have the games anymore, unfortunately, but I was watching playthroughs on YouTube, um, which I, which is really lovely to do. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, it's, uh, it's very, I don't know. It just like take, it took me like right back to my old basement. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> oh, I'm like back in, uh, Winnetka again. Wow. Um, but the narrator for the GameCube game, I, I was like, oh, like hearing his voice again, I just felt like safe. I don't know who that narrator was, but <laughs> that, like that French man, that French man, maybe. I mean, yeah, I, I was like, ah, oh, I like that. This guy's nice. I like this guy. He feels safe. <laughs> He's going to tell me what to do. Like, I don't have to worry. I don't have to think. He's He'll tell me what to do. It's uh, feels like someone holding your hand. Yeah. Yes. And as so, um as someone who was like I never had played a solo journey game start to finish before. Like I I have older brothers and older sister and I'd always like try to play video games with them and I could never quite catch the beat. Like I like Mario Party. Um didn't get melee. I don't I, I didn't understand a lot of games. Wasn't good at them. <laughs> Couldn't didn't get didn't get the fun. Um this one it was like my mind was blown the element where you just like discover new tasks that you're supposed to do. And it feels like you sort of discover them by chance. Like I remember I didn't find out that the bus stop goes downtown. Like I didn't find that out for a very long time. And I remember when I found out, I was like, Oh my God, this is incredible. And then I, you can like <laughs> go to different places. I just really enjoyed that. I just felt like that game. I like, don't know if I'll ever be as happy. I've been thinking about this a lot lately with things when you're young, where I'm like, will I ever be as like mind blown as like when I'm playing that game and I like discover a new thing I'm supposed to do. And it's like, whoa, how did I not know this before? Um, I can put on an Aquaman costume. Yeah. Um, Right, Mermaid Man. Mermaid, sorry, Mermaid Man. Aquaman is Jason Momoa. And this is in the um the PS2 version you play. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The PS2. That sounds safe. I love that. Sounds safe. That that uh, it sounds safe. Also sounds pretty sick. Oh, it was it was the best. It was. I love that controller. I recently I played it on a PS3. Not as fun. It's fine. Okay. Wow. Missed the PS2. Uh. I played SpongeBob Battle for Bikini Bottom more. I think I had this on Game Boy, um, but in that game, which was another 3D one, once I got that Mermaid Man costume, I never took it off. Oh, <laughs> boy. Okay. He's got a star on his nose. Yes. Um, he was yeah, voiced by Ernest Borgnine. Who's was that? he? Yeah, on a TV show. That's wild. It's great. Is, do we know him? 
you probably know him. He's been an old man and a lot of stuff. I think he may have passed away now, but uh, (laughs) he did an interview on some morning show. I think he was 89 years old. And they're like, what's the secret to uh, living such a long, good life? And he leaned over to the reporter and said, I jack off. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh that's most of what i think about him (laughs) was the reporter male or female just curious just asking for a concerned (laughs) as a concerned woman it was acquiring minds a multi-gendered panel for sure but i think it was a man he said it to i'm gonna have to revisit that clip (laughs) just because if he said that to a woman i would be like oh my god i'm I need a raise because this is like, oh God. I mean, very fun. It, you know, in the right context, that joke is funny, but oh my God. Um, I have a question. uh, Just curious for um, you guys. But when I was watching, just to prepare for the pod, I was rewatching playthroughs of um, the, uh, this game. When I saw Squidward's character again, I found myself relating to him in a way I never have before. (laughs) Like when I was a kid, I was like, oh God, Squidward's the worst. But now I'm like, okay, I really, I see Squidward's point of view now. Um, I get that he's tired. Uh, I get that he's frustrated working at a job that he doesn't, you know, receive, you know, joy from. Uh, Mm -hmm. I can see how it's irritating that his coworker is like, freaking goody two shoes loves his job and is like rubbing his joy in your face all the time and how he's an artist who plays a clarinet and nobody appreciates his art and he thinks it's pretty good and he's pretty happy with it but nobody else seems to be happy with it and so i was just kind of like wow there's so i i see squidward now in a way that i didn't see him before i love did you guys feel that way or am i am i just like a, a a tortured soul Tortured squid. No, I, I did. I felt the same. Yeah. Thank yeah, you. I like Squidward. He's good. Yeah, <laughs> I like he's a good squid. <laughs> now, he's a he's a grounded adult, more of a, a real kind of person than I think we gave him credit for. Because as a kid, you're more like SpongeBob. You know, and you're bouncing off yeah. the walls, and you want to. You think you can find meaning in life everywhere, and that's not true. Right. <laughs> Instead, you got to be like Squidward. Have these nice paintings framed in his house. Um, but I do feel nice like. Paintings where I think I'm Squidward, I'm probably just Patrick, just some dumb idiot. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Can can I ask you guys a question based on, um, because talking about this, like I genuinely, I do get a little sad when I think of how much fun I had playing this game and I don't play video games as an adult. And so my question is like, you guys playing video games, going back and revisiting this video game, like, can you go back? You know, like, can you go back again? Do you get lost in the video game or is it like, you know, is it not, you know, do, is it you're an adult and it's different now and we have to accept that? It's a really great question. I would say it depends on the game to a certain extent. Some games I'll go back to like GoldenEye or Star Wars Battlefront. They actually hurt my eyes to play. Oh my, <laughs> oh my God. The pixelization, <laughs> it, it's so minimal. The things that looked groundbreaking at the time actually make it difficult to play and uh then there are other games like i would say pokemon is one i revisit with some Mm -hmm. frequency every other year or so 
and it's been the same. That's it's a huge nostalgia hit every time I go back to it, and I I can picture sitting in the car in my Game Boy or like playing mm-hmm. with my friends and trading Pokemon, having memories like that. So I would say yes, but it is situation dependent. Yeah, I I guess yeah. I don't know. Yeah, similar in that like I've said, like I said that Raspberry Pi I have. It's got um, like a million Game Boy games, and that ha- truly has been like a you know something to keep me sane during quarantine. Where it is like, wow, yeah, this is this is real nice. <laughs> Playing a Tiny yeah. Toons game. <laughs> I remember oh, this. Tiny Toons. That sounds so familiar. Why do I know what that is? Is that they're like the baby Looney Tunes. Yeah. Yeah. It was like an old show, but I didn't know they made it into a video game. That's mm-hmm. awesome. They they got um they got a couple. Three mm-hmm. or four. <laughs> I made me nostalgic hearing it. I used to watch that show on Kids WB every Saturday morning. <gasps> yeah. Yes! Oh my god. Uh, oh my gosh. Uh, my uh, my dad reminded me of this story early, uh, a couple a couple weeks ago that uh, he took me to a protest or uh, like a picket line uh, for his union uh, when he was working at a newspaper uh, out here in LA. And he was like, yeah, you can make a protest sign. And I just, I just drew tiny tunes and everybody was like, oh yeah, good, good job, kid. That'll, that'll teach him. (laughs) That's the sweetest thing. It was very nice. Yeah. So funny. That's so cute. A lot of nostalgia this episode. It feels like we're yeah. all bummed now. I know. No, I'm sorry. Nostalgia, I did that. nostalgia, like for me, I mean, like replaying through um, Revenge of the Flying Dutchman um, and kind of finding this like weird pocket of YouTube where people will like do playthroughs of games. I, I, I like went down a rabbit hole like last week where. I rewatched like Zumbinis and mm-hmm. um, Madeline's European Adventure, which we talked uh. about earlier. With, um, <laughs> these like old games that I played when I was a kid. And yeah, they made me feel nostalgic, but not in a bad way, in a way where I was like, um, I just remember like, it made me remember like a very pure kind of happiness that, um, you know, is specifically and uniquely like a, a, a child's happiness. And it was just, it was lovely to remember that. And I'm still happy now, just in a different, more complicated way. Um, but it was still nice to be reminded of that through these games. They were like a portal yeah. transporting yeah. me back into my childhood. I love uh, that. Now, Ali, you mentioned Madeline's European Adventures. That was an off mic conversation, but uh, we are recording this on the same day that episode of Connor McCabe's podcast Call Me By Your Game came out on Madeline. That's right. I'm a pretty big gamer, guys. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. on all the video game podcasts. <laughs> Not a big deal. Uh, kind of a video game celebrity. Um, yeah, that game <laughs> is, I mean, we talked about earlier how I don't like confrontation. Uh, I like games that are kind of like you find objects and you collect objects. And then once you've collected a certain amount of objects, you get to go on to the next level. And so that game is right up my alley because surprise, surprise, little French orphan Madeline doesn't have to fight any great big boss. All she does is collect flowers for an old woman. Oh my God, that's the game. Well, there's that. Okay, that's one part of the game. She also has to collect a chocolate bar for a chocolatier in the Swiss Alps. Okay, that's fun. Now, now we're now we're getting. And then another thing she has 
she has to collect lots of different things, Mia. She also has to collect map pieces to build a mm. map so that she can go save her friend who's a female genie. The video game does pass the Bechdel test. Very cool. <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah, Shout it's uh, highly recommend that game if you can get your little hands on it. Can I comment on what a, it's crazy to hear you describe how pleasant this video game is? Because did anyone else catch the extremely messed up Madeline like short movie that came out at some point when we were kids? It's what? like it's like maybe it's was it? Yeah, I think it was Madeline. It's like a Madeline's like very such like a fun figure, such like a cute fun figure yeah there was so she there was like a movie like a cartoon movie that came on tv with madeline i was like great i'm gonna watch this madeline movie and the plot was like madeline ends up mixed up with some um child sweatshop workers who are going blind from from working with black fabric in dark rooms and i was like what? I was like a kid. What was the message, yes. Mia? What was the message of this? Wait, what? I don't remember. I think she like got them out of the situation. That's. It I mean, like that's what so Madeline, dark. That's what Madeline like, does. Is Madeline helps people. She like okay, helps so people, that, but that so is it's like, on. It's like on game, but like it's on game, but like the, was the, so, and it's like so real. scary when it's like that's the normal thing Madeline does, like collect flowers for an old woman. And you're like, oh, what's Madeline gonna do today? And it's like. She's like, it was, it was crazy. It was crazy. Um, Yikes. I remember the, the Madeline movie where she, uh, well, her wife dies uh, and they kill her dog. Um, She comes back for revenge. (laughs) Oh yeah. When she's the Baba Yaga. Yeah. Uh, That's the one. That was pretty (laughs) fucked up too. Yeah. Yeah. But cool action scenes. Yeah. Pretty sick. Hey, now, Mia and Allie, it sounds like you're fans of SpongeBob SquarePants, Revenge of the Flying Dutchman. Yes, but absolutely. Have you ever been inside SpongeBob SquarePants, Revenge of the Flying Dutchman? What? No. No. Oh. We thought you'd say that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, why don't you check your mail? We did send you a couple of reactivators. Oh, Sorry, so God. many bills I have to just throw aside. Find <laughs> uh, an Amazon Prime package. Oh, good, good. Uh, <laughs> there will be an extra bill in there. Uh, sorry to do that to you. We we will be charging you for the the postage we paid. Yeah, that's Hi. okay. Hopefully that beach ball will get paid back for that beach ball. <laughs> <by booking it. laughs> that's fine, guys. That's fine. Would have loved a little bit of a heads up, but understandable. Uh, worth <laughs> and. Well, you wanted to come on, so uh, yeah, <laughs> you got to pay. Sort of your fault, so. Uh, but yeah, we actually sent you some reactivators if you open up those boxes. And Tyler might have slipped a little something extra in there, too. I already said it was the bill. Oh, okay. Well, I might have slipped something extra extra in there. Okay. Um, Opening the envelope. Perfect. Cut through this package. It's so funny. You never know whether or not to cut or rip, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, God. Looks like you're ripping. Sounds like <gasps> I was ripping. Wow. Whoa. Oh, my gosh. Amazing. Did not think there'd be so many buttons. Yeah, there's a lot of buttons. <laughs> Heavier yeah. than I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, jump on in. <laughs> Hey, I'm here for the um, the picket line outside the Krusty Krab. 
come to join the union in our dispute. Yeah, thanks for joining. It's a big cause. Yeah, I'm so I'm so willing to be supportive. Um, I brought my I brought my sign, so just tell me where to stand. I hope I hope it's on theme. Well, These are my uh, favorite Tiny Toons characters. Tiny Toons. These are my favorite Tiny Toons characters. I drew on a big piece of paper. Where should I stand? Well, you should stand. I mean, let me look at that sign. Uh, okay. I like the Lola Bunny. Thank you, thank you. She, I have a, she's my girlfriend. <laughs> in my, in my brain. That's a classic, Lola. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Well, I, wait a minute. I, I, I'm getting suckered in here. Tiny Toons has nothing to do. We're protesting uh, Amazon workers' rights. <laughs> Exactly, exactly, exactly. And and what what is wrong with Amazon? The corporatization, the singular, the sing everything everyone's the same. Oh, everything goes in a blue package. No, I'm gonna show you what I care about. Tiny tunes. I'm here for the protest. Put me put me in the front, buddy. I'll talk to Jeff Bezos. I'll show you who I am. I'm a fan of tiny tunes. I'm not a number. Uh, all right. Uh, just just go to the front. We need people here. Woo! Uh sorry, uh, I I'm late. Uh, is, is, are we still good for the picket line? Yeah, workers unite. Full swing. <clears throat> unite. Um. Uh. I hope my sign is okay. Um. If you want to just take a look at it real quick. Uh huh. Okay. Um. It's sort of it's inspired a little bit. It's uh. Madeline, you remember Madeline? <laughs> oh yeah, Madeline, a little orphan girl. Mm-hmm. Well, she's going blind. Um, yeah, uh, she's been kidnapped. Uh, it's a whole thing. I hope that, I hope it's conveyed well in the, I, you know, I'm not a great drawer. I, I what does that have to do with anything? Well, I'm, uh, keep Amazon out of the Krusty Krab, right? <laughs> the Krusty Krab is a sacred business. If Amazon workers don't get rights there, it's places kaput, bikini bottoms kaput. I just I guess I just don't understand the Madeline. Or the well, Lola Bunny. <laughs> you got a Lola on there. Me? Oh, yeah, my, yeah. my girlfriend? Oh, sorry, no. Back to, yeah, back you to both the front. Do. Screw Bezos. Screw Bezos. Screw Bezos. Hey, hey, what's going on here? It's me, Jeff Bezos. I'm sure you could tell by my big shiny bald head and my <sighs> even bigger and shinier ego. What? What are you guys doing? Pro? Wait. What? Is that, a, is that a Tiny Toons sign? Yeah, that's right, Mr. Bezos. If that's your real name, it I is. am. Okay, that makes sense. Checks out. I am not a number in a cog of a machine. I am an individual with a fondest of Tiny Toons and a girlfriend named Lola Bunny. And you will not intimidate me. Wait, I'm sorry. I wasn't listening to anything you said because I was just... Is that Madeline, the French orphan? Mm-hmm. It certainly is. You could tell. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You. it's abstract, but, you know, I'm a genius uh, with business and with uh, amateur art. Hey, I don't... Is this... I thought this was a protest, but is this just kind of like some fan... 90s cartoon appreciation convention because if so carry on 
Uh, I can't tell if it's working or it's not. I, I, I gotta change my sign up. I'm doodling right now. Okay. What's this, what's this Picasso over here doing? What do you think you are? Why? Are you guys protesting? What's on your sign, bud? It's John Wick's dead dog. <laughs> what? Oh, well, yeah. you're fired. What? You're fired. <laughs> no. I'm striking. No. Ah. Fired. There's <laughs> 90s cartoons only. If you I'm were protesting, I can understand that. You can stay. But uh, John Wick, that reference doesn't make sense here. <laughs> I got thrown off theme. That's a shame, too. The detail on the dead dog is way better than the stuff we were doing. <laughs> I mean, almost disturbing. <laughs> like, uh... Oh, God. All right, now uh, get back to work, or are you guys just uh, 90s artists here? <laughs> Got inside the Krusty Krab. All right, uh, SpongeBob. We need SpongeBob in here. It's me, Mr. Krabs. <laughs> oh, hi, <Yes>. Mr. Krabs. <laughs> hey, SpongeBob. Um... I just got to be real with you. You're making uh, some of the adults uncomfortable by being chipper and excited about your job. Oh, sorry about that. Maybe I could do a better job by being more glum. Here, let me try. I'm so sad. <laughs> <laughs> it was a valiant effort, to be honest with you. Uh, and, you know, look, I don't care. I don't care. I am an adult. I do think this job sucks, even though I run this place. But, you know, some of your coworkers, they're really, really starting to get a little peeved off. So maybe just tone it down a notch. You guys, you oh my got God. Got it, Mr. Krabs. Oh, you guys, oh my God, table seven. We're so upset because their fries were late. And then Chef just told me we're, we're out of fries. So I have to go back there and tell them. And they're going to, they're going to be so mad. I'm so sad. Oh, Sandra, I'm so sorry. That sounds so bad. Fuck is wrong with you, SpongeBob. Okay, I have uh, working a double, and I have had my ass grabbed, and someone shouted my face over ketchup, and now I have to go talk to this table, and all you can say is I'm so sorry, with the glee of a b b Glinda the Good Witch. Wow, Sandra. I'm so sorry. Thank you for explaining to that to me. It's hard for me to understand, I guess, because I've been doing a triple shift and I've had people putting I've had people putting things in all of my holes, which I say, go oh. for it. Holes are for putting things in. Stick oh it in God. there. I fucking can't stand you. All right, I'm going to tell that table. Bye. Bye, Sandra. Hey, SpongeBob. It's Squidward. Hey, Squidward. I just don't start with me today, okay? We knew it. Don't don't start with me. We do a song and dance every time. Somebody pulled my mask off and spit in my nose. I'm just gonna stand behind the register and take orders. I just don't want any kind of conversation. Okay, no kind of conversation. Understood. <laughs> what about a small 
a silent one man show. That's oh. not a conversation. Oh no. We see SpongeBob is tap dancing. You see, the whole restaurant is so sad. We see SpongeBob is now um, juggling like flaming batons. Um, we see SpongeBob in the middle of his silent one man show um, during his like big dance moves, accidentally flings off his mask and coughs a loogie into Squidward's eye. <laughs> okay. Oh, Squidward, I'm so sorry. Squidward takes out a gun to his nose. <laughs> this Just is then. I gotta do it. I gotta do it. Doors open. <clears throat> Uh, is every is everything okay in here? <laughs> oh, the narrator. Oh, so Come relaxed. here, come here, Squidward. Okay. <laughs> Let me <laughs> see. I start petting Squidward. <laughs> it's okay. I'm here to comfort you. Uh, I haven't had this guidance since I was a child. <laughs> Everyone who needs a hug, come here. Line up. Oh, I have had a really bad work shift. I'm I'm coming for a hug. Here you go. Oh my god. Pet your it's head. Like, <laughs> it's like a day at the I'll spa. Take a hug. No. <laughs> what? No, I'm sorry. Why? Why not for me? <laughs> you've you've absolutely destroyed everyone here's uh, day. Um, you don't seem to need a hug. You don't need any comforting. You seem to be doing it yourself. Well, I guess, I guess that's right. But you know, sometimes you can only survive on so much self-love. You come here, give me a hug. I'm just <laughs> hugging other fishes. <laughs> um, we cut to two uh, girlfriends talking, um, in uh, like on a beach in Bikini Bottom. Okay. Um. So I met this guy at the Krusty Krab the other day. Oh my God! No. No, 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 it's good. Um, he just, like, I guess I've just been looking for somebody to just, like, just tell me what to do with my life. Just somebody who, like, just has all the answers and he mm. has a French accent. Oh, my God, stop! He's cultured. He's worldly. Okay. He's cultured. He's worldly. Um, so crazy. Um, but I don't know. This was, this was, like, really fun hanging out with you on the beach but now i'm like i kind of like wonder like we hung out on the beach and that was really fun but i wonder really like, what what should we do next i wish he just oh. kind of like a, would like appear and like tell me what to do hello oh hi <laughs> oh my god oh my god how are you i'm fine is this I... um hi i'm alessandra Hello, I'm French narrator. Oh my god, French narrator, <laughs> oh that's your name. Wow, oh my mm. gosh. That's so uh, great. Well, uh, me and Margaret were just discussing what to do next. I was thinking we could go get some marks downtown. Shh, shh, shh. Oh. Come here. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> yep. Oh, wow. Come here. Wow, you're, you're terminator, huh? Oh yeah, Margaret, you're, you're, something's happening to your voice. Um, 
I guess I'll just come into French narrator. I'm sorry, you wanted me to come closer? Uh, yes, um, just give me a hug here. <laughs> I can oh, sense oh you've had gosh. a bad day. Wow, I was sort of startled and not enjoying your appearance, but now this hug is like, <gasps> it's being like a warm chocolate fondue. Oh my God, mm -hmm. how can you say no to this? Mm -hmm. Hey, um, I'm here. I work here now. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, Excuse me? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of people are at the Amazon protest a couple of days ago. I wasn't sure if you guys, you saw me there. Uh, I'm here to uh, take your order. Oh. At the beach? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. There's a beach bar. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You were talking about getting margaritas downtown. I overheard. Oh, I, I walked I over. I thought I might just get a margaritas right now. Yeah. You know, you're one of those servers that's like, just wants to do such a good job that it's, you know, it's like too much. Do you ever get that? Do people ever tell you that? They get it. They, they tell me that a lot. Uh, here, I, I got a menu. I I put a doodle on there for you. Oh my oh god. god! This is a picture of my. This is a doodle of my mother. What the fuck? How do you know who my mother is? After I got fired, I was out picking flowers for her before I went to the sweatshop. <laughs> oh my god! This is horrible. Yeah. How many jobs do you have? I keep getting fired. Let me tell you. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, you have a pleasing voice. Yes. <laughs> ah, you're not you. <laughs> the one who doesn't sound like a Terminator. Oh, Saudi. Oh, me? Yeah. Hey. Thank you. <laughs> uh, we cut to man. the old woman having him collect flowers earlier. Young man. <laughs> Young man. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> I need you. I need a favor. Yeah. I need you to. I. I. I'm. I want zinnias. Do you know what a zinnia is? Zinnia is it like a flower or something. It's my favorite flower. And I. Um. I, uh. I need. I need. Um. I, did you have, uh, Do you have plans today, young man? Well, I was gonna do some more Lola Bunny work in the street with chalk, but I could. I could hang out. Okay, excellent. It's very imperative that you help me collect these zinnias because, um, because if I if I don't collect uh, forty seven by noon, I turn I uh, um the I, I well it's I need them because that's how I become young again. Um, what? If, yeah, if I don't get them by noon, then I'll just I'll stay old forever. So help a young woman become hot again. We hear a Paul Westerberg song start playing. <laughs> Oh, I never looked at you like this before. Like what? <laughs> you would be young if you weren't so old. Exactly. Exactly. We, we cut to this uh, couple's engagement dinner. <laughs> oh, you guys. How do you, tell me how you met again? You guys are like such a power couple. I just like never know like how you guys met. You're always like so mysterious about it. It's kind uh, of a funny story. Yeah, it's kind of funny. <laughs> tell it, sillies. She's not going to like us if we tell it. I know. What should we do? I, what do I say? I found you under the underpass and made you collect flowers for me. Uh, <laughs> that's, not that? interesting to, that's not interesting to anybody. No, we'll make it. Okay, I've got an idea. This is how we met. It was very funny. I, oh. We were, um, I was an architect. Yeah. And, and he was um the building. And he was the building. You were the building? Yes. Yeah. And um and that you know, does that make sense? You guys are so weird. I freaking love it. You're my kooky <laughs> friends. Okay, tell me about the first time you guys kissed. What was that like? Oh no. 
Should we so tell her what really happened? He turned into a young woman again after I collected flowers for you. Yeah. And then we kissed on the top of the Eiffel Tower. Yeah, I mean that's a pretty nice story, but I don't but I don't think she'll believe it. No. No. Uh well we were uh you know, we were <clears throat> uh we were uh sipping uh, we were sipping champagne. Mm-hmm. We were sipping champagne on a yacht and he fell over. Oh my, yeah. oh my god. So no kissing? You just <laughs> fell into the ocean. Yeah, you just I, fell. Yeah. It's a funny story. I was You the guys are so weird. I fucking love you. Thank you. Okay, when did you guys like know that the other person was like the one? Oh my god. Should we tell her the real story? We have a life bond forged from the magic spell that made you young, and we're inseparable. I'm your familiar. Yeah, you're familiar. I don't want to tell her that. Um, okay. Just then, all the the protesters burst in. Oh, workers' rights! Workers' rights! Oh hey. my god! Not in this IHOP. <laughs> <laughs> Mia Schaffler and Allie Jennings, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank, thank you, you for so having much for us. having us. Mia, we'll start with you. Do you have anything to plug today? Oh, um, oh, I don't. I guess you know what? Um, definitely check out our podcast. P.S. I love rom-coms, our movie review podcast, where we watch and uh, rate and relay a new rom-com every week. Um, you can get that wherever you find your podcasts, or follow us on Instagram at P.S. I love rom-coms pod. Yes. Yes. <laughs> we're, we're getting a thumbs up from your co-host. Yes. In the past, Mia's forgotten what our Instagram handle is, which is understandable. We're busy women. So many handles Modern being thrown women. at us. It's like we're surrounded by doors. So many handles. But yes, check out. I'm going to plug the same things as Mia. Check out our podcast. New episode out every week. You can find it wherever. And check out our Instagram. Um, and if you DM me, I'll DM you back. Oh, and leave us a review. Oh, gosh, please. Oh, please. Please. Please, please leave us a review. Please. We love that. We love and that. Please. We, we, I read all the good ones to Mia and they make her day. So write a good Ellie one. Ellie does because so- I'm not allowed to read them because I'm too sensitive. But mm. please write us a good one. Uh, yeah, check out their show. It's amazing. Please rate and review it. Um, you can also do the same thing for our show. <laughs> you can also follow us at Reactivators on Twitter and Instagram. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Nick underscore Costanza and on Twitch at Nick Costanza for the stream we do every 7.30 p.m. Oh, no, I'm botching this hard. <laughs> every Monday at 7.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Tyler? Yeah, you uh, Twitter and Instagram. I'm at schnup69, of course. Um, check check out our Patreon. We're, we're starting to add a bunch of stuff. You get the audio version of the stream where we have a bunch of guests, and then we have a new show coming out that might that might be coming out the week that this one does. Or new show called Stario Chart, where we loosely thread in video games and astrology. Um, <laughs> so uh, look out for that. We'll also have some good guests on that. So yeah, just five dollars once and no recurring payments. Mm. We'll make merch eventually. So uh, we just want people in there listening to the stuff. Yeah. So check out uh, our Patreon at Reactivators and shout out to our producer Lindsay Deming for making this show slap. Yes. This has been another episode of Reactivators. See you next time. Bye.
Yeah.